0: I think one of the key things, really, in customer success is relationship building. That is the key. You have to build the relationship. You have to be a good listener and be the customer advocate. Understanding their business is the key.
1: Hello, my customer success friends. Yuri Ezips here for CSM Practice, the customer success strategy consulting firm. And today we're having another episode in our series. What is a customer success manager? And today I have with me Lobat Kashi, who's a senior customer success manager. And specifically she handles some of the most strategic accounts at White Hat. Welcome, Lobat. Thank you. For those of you who don't know, Lobat is also a very dear friend of mine. She's a, brilliant woman, and no doubt can share some really great tips with those of you who are thinking about handling large accounts with customers, and I'm super excited to have her on our channel.
0: Thank you so much, Sheridan, for that sweet introduction. Appreciate it.
1: So, Lovat, you've been working at YHAD for how many years? So now it's uh, five years. And when you started, did you get the largest accounts, or did you start off with a different type of role at
0: Hat. When I started, I got the largest account because I was hired as a senior customer success manager and based on my past life experience and being in that field for the past 20 years, they gave me the biggest account with the highest revenue to manage the most complicated account that they had and the challenges that they were facing. Yes.
1: And how many accounts do you currently manage?
0: Currently I have 10 accounts.
1: Um, I have 10 accounts
0: and the revenue that I do carry is about $7 million. So that is a lot of pressure because once you do have those accounts, they're not that many, but you know, you are their advocate and retaining them and keeping them happy. It's the key, right? And making sure that they maintain their support with us and just have the relationship and purchasing more of our product and trusting us as their partner, that is also a key. Because as a customer success manager, you are basically your customer advocate, right? And you are there to support them and be there for them and for them to have that trust with you that you will be their quarterback when it's needed.
1: Okay, so you've worked with Hat for about six years? Correct. And you've been handling the largest accounts with a $7 million quota. And according to what you said, you know it's really important to make customers happy, continue to uh, do business with you, expand to new products, and overall maybe even give you advocacy and uh, references. How do you manage ten accounts on a day-to-day basis? How do you juggle through this to, you know, make sure that they really feel like they're getting the value that they need from your uh, from White Hat Solutions? In
0: in my day, you have a lot of interaction when you do have that amount of account and the engagement, you always receive email from them. There's questions that they have. There's things that they need. So to juggle that, you go and you take care of the most things that are priority. And they're at the top that you have to take care of. And that comes with experience to understand their environment and knowing what is very critical that it needs to be addressed today or something that you could just wait later.
1: So in your position, giving me that you are more of a strategic customer success manager with a very high touch model, you own both the renewals, expansions.
0: Correct. As a CSM, I know companies, they do it different, but in our company, and our organization, we are part of sales. Mm -hmm. So correct. Yes.
1: And how do you approach expansion selling proactively? How do you identify opportunities for upsell and cross-sell? Do you feel like you have some tips that you can share with the audience to help those who are starting out and kind of identifying those and how do you put the magic? How do you make that happen?
0: Yeah. So like I said, the first thing it's the relationship and understanding the customer's business. Once you do understand their business, then you will know based on the product that we have, because they may not be aware of all of the product suits that we offer. But you need to offer the things that they will like and it will be they will need those in their environment. For example, some of my customers, they only have some product that they just do the whole dynamic testing, right? But then you introduce them our mobile testing because then you understand that they do have that need, but they're not aware of it. And also as you engage with them more, you understand what are the needs are and you provide the solution and the product that they need for their environment, so it's relevant to their business. Do you typically
1: share those additional ideas with them in just a one-on-one call, or do you initiate a quarterly business review or an annual value planning session? What are some of the processes or tools that you're using in order to flush out those ideas to the right audience?
0: Right, so we definitely do quarter business review. So when we do have those review with the customer, I definitely am more proactive based on having the relationship and knowing what they need. I will invite the appropriate people from our organization to be on those quarter business review, product management or um, the system engineer to just talk specifically about those opportunity or the technical question that they may have about those product that we introduce to them which they don't
1: have, but they may be interested, right? Absolutely. I love how you said that the QBR is not, or a business review with a client is not just something that the customer success manager does. You have to have other people that can influence a decision in that moment. Does bringing other people into the room, do you find that that has an impact on how many people are brought in from the client side? Because I assume if it was just you, then just another person from the client could have attended but once you start bringing in other people do you feel like yeah now they feel like they need to bring other people as well
0: yes and that's the whole purpose of having a quarterly business review you want to enhance the audience and making sure that the appropriate audience and the decision maker they are in that room because that is your opportunity you get that either every 6 months depending on the customer because everybody's busy or you get it once a year so this is platform. This is the the opportunity that you could go ahead and talk to them and understand. And you want the decision maker, the executive being that room for your customer and having the appropriate people so you don't waste their time. So they find that very useful and having all the information that they want and ask the question. And also when you have the appropriate people, you could understand their long-term goal. What is it that they're planning to do? How they want to use our product? how can we help them? When you do have accounts to that caliber, you definitely have to have your cadence call on a regular basis, bi-weekly or weekly, because when you do have that, conversation will come up, their needs will come up. So you have that information. So that's another way that you could actually inject the information that you want to tell them or provide the information or the product that you want to introduce that to them.
1: And how do you make that happen? I assume that not every customer you go to and you say, "Hey, let's have a, a business review meeting." You say, "Yeah, let me bring the decision maker." You know? How do you how do you make that happen? I, I I ask that because I know many customer success managers have a challenge in having that persona come into the room. So can you share some tips with us on? You know, when you struggle with that, what do
0: you do? There's a few ways you could approach this, right? Because when you go to your QBR, you could always leverage the salesperson in your organization, right? Because those are the people that they are pretty much involved also with the decision maker because they do make the sales. So you leverage them and you work as a team to make sure that together you have the QBR. So if it's a challenge for you and you don't have that relationship with your customer to that level then you engage your sales rep to help Mm -hmm. you to do that. And together you work towards this and you come up with some topics that they're very interesting that decision maker will be interested to attend. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have to make it attractive to them and understanding what is it that they want.
1: So make it attractive and relevant to what they're concerned with about right now, bring in interesting counterparts from your organization. So it's, enticing to listen to what they have to say and it's not just you in the room and see engage with a sales rep who hopefully has that kind of relationship with the decision maker that can help you bring them into the room is there anything else that you do sometimes to make that happen like do you ever need to involve an executive team member from white hat to build that connection and that relationship with the executive
0: Yes, it's interesting that you said that we actually do have a program. We call it an executive sponsorship program. So for big accounts, we do have executives in our company that they become the sponsor for that account. And we make sure we introduce them to the decision maker and we tell them that, you know, not only having me as your quarterback or as your advocate, you also have an executive sponsor. So, and we do that once a year or twice a year. So they could hear what the customer has to say and they talk at that level. And that way we could understand their business. And if we need to change some of our product management roadmap to accomplish their needs, if that's necessary and if it's important, and we will do that. And once you do have that executive sponsorship, they are at that level that they could make that happen.
1: So is that call that's like one or twice, that happens once or twice a year, is that a one-on-one call between the executive team members or do you actually bring in the executive sponsor on your end to the business review session with the client? That's either,
0: could be either, but that's completely separate. So it's, they don't have to be on the QBR. They can be, but that's completely separate. So the customer does feel that, you know what? On top of having my QBR, having my CSM, my sales rep, I also have another layer, which is the executive sponsorship that I have that I could talk to them.
1: It's interesting. Yeah, uh, at VMware, they actually have a full dashboard to see what is the health of the customer base that's assigned to each executive sponsor, and they track that and monitor that heavily.
0: Yes, pretty much.
1: Yeah. Probably through gain side, you have to see
0: the- through gain side and based on their revenue and how big the account is, so take
1: priority. Well, for those of that are watching this video and are keen to move maybe from a mid touch to a more high touch and a strategic role and get those bigger accounts, you mentioned a few things that helped you get to your position today, which is the I would say you know the role that you have, the type of CSM role that you have is probably one of the most coveted customer success managers' positions and uh, the types and flavors that we have out there. If somebody really wanted to get to your position, what do you recommend them they do if they're like early on in their career?
0: I think one of the key things, really, in customer success is relationship building. That is the key. You have to build the relationship. You have to be a good listener and be the customer advocate. Understanding their business is the key. And at the beginning, you want to make sure you collect as much as information you can from the customer to understand their business, their needs, their growth, their challenges, and what do they want to fix Having your product or how they want to utilize your product for, and what is the goal? Once you understand all of that and you build a relationship, that's when I think you could just make a difference and definitely be their quarterback and make them successful. And the trust is everything.
1: Well, thank you so much. This was so interesting. And I think a lot of people that are watching this are going to get so many insights about quarterly business reviews, executive sponsorship, and how to really be successful as a strategic customer success manager. So I want to thank you so much for your time today.